Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today we are sitting down with one of our favorites, Carter Foxworth, who we've had on the podcast several different times to talk about several different things. But today Carter is coming on here to be super real with you guys and to talk about unexplained fertility, which is something that she has been... Um, I don't know if dealing with is the right word, but something she's been experiencing for a long time up until very recently. So Carter, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. It's good to be back live from your bed. (laughs) Y'all, I fucking love my bed. Okay. So here's the deal about being a bed person. Okay. Tell it, explain, because you know I am not. No, 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 no. Some people are like so disgusted by the bed and I feel as though the bed is the safe place. It's like an island. So it's kind of like, say you're in danger and you're, they're like, (laughs) get to the island and you're like, Wilson, (laughs) my bed is my island and my kids, this, well, it does make me a little nervous because I think John thinks, calls me like the crazy aunt. He's like, mom's in the bed again. And like the kids will be like, "Um, mom, do you need to go lay in your bed? (laughs) Yeah. Heard it. I put, I put energy out all day. So anyway, I get it. We're here. It's, we're comfortable here. We're here. We're comfortable. Lindsay's here. She might pipe in. We all know everyone's a big fan of Lindsay now. Um, so Carter, let, thank you first of all for coming on and talking about this. We all know that I have had my own fertility situations, stories, and now, you know, Carter caught the bug and lucky her. Yep. <laughs> so you gotta let's, have your just, thing. let's start like at the beginning. So you are, you get married. I get married. And? And well, first of all, also before, like the reason that I wanted to come on and do this and after we talked about it, we've been saying it for so long, but now feels appropriate is because there was no one and there was really no information about it. And so when I was going through it for the past like year and a half, two years, I didn't really know who to talk to about it. So except hopefully, for, except for me, except for you, <laughs> but you know, unex- like you had a reason. So you yeah. were like, okay, I'll do the, you know, so yeah. hopefully somebody else in the boat can maybe, I think be it's helped. huge. Like I, th- I talk to people all the time that are like, they don't know why, right. like everything, everything looks good. The blood work looks good. His sperm count looks good. This and that, you know, and it's, and I think it's less taboo than it was a few years ago, totally. but I think that people, and I think men too, it's kind of like, you know, it's like talking about sperm count, I'm sure is a little uncomfortable for a yeah. man. You're like, okay, you're going to take this cup. Yeah. You're going to go thank to God we room. Live, thank God we live close to the, <laughs> to the fertility, fertility place. Because I remember when I was actually doing IVF and John would be like, I need a minute. And then he'd like put it in his little paper bag. I'm like, drive fast, has to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So- also, anything like I say or Sarah said, like, we're not doctors. This is no. what worked for me. People know that. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, obviously, you know that we're not doctors. But so we got married. Uh, we'll have been married four years in November, this November. And I always thought I wanted to get married and have children right away and was so ready to be a mom and to be like a housewife. haha. But like, we know that <laughs> wouldn't work for me. But um And then we got married and we were not really ready to have children. And I'm so glad that we didn't then because we had like the best few years right when we got married and it was so fun. And now that I see people with children, I'm like, get your fun in while you can. And then when COVID hit, I decided to, so March, 2020, I was like, I'm going to stop taking my birth control. This seems like a good time. We'll just see, like, we're in no rush. I think Foxy was like a little bit hesitant, but he said, okay. So we stop. It's time to grow up, Foxy. It's seriously, Foxy. No, then by the by the middle of like last year, he's like, I'm old. Can't we get pregnant yet? I'm like, <laughs> you're like, no pressure. Uh, seriously. <laughs> so we try, we try, whatever. We're like not, you know, I'm not like, I don't know anything about so getting I pregnant. Think, let's talk about that first, because I think that that's something that's so interesting because, and I, and 
I'm just using her as an example because she's in here, but she can cut this. But like, Lindsay, you got pregnant super easy, correct? Constantly. Constantly. Like literally she has three kids and she was like, <laughs> Jeremy was like, <coughs> she's like, ah, oh, pregnant. Um, and then it's like, until you start trying, like I had no idea about ovulation and about no. tracking your cycle. Like, and it's, it's all of a sudden it feels like the most simple God-given thing is so fucking consuming and, and stressful. Right. And everyone's like, oh, you just need to relax, but track your cycle. Right. It's, it's insane. And like go to the bathroom on these strips and take pictures of them and follow it and see how you're feeling and take your temperature. You might want to order this too. And blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but relax way too much. <laughs> so I was kind of along the, so once we started trying a little bit, like I said, I had no idea. I didn't know anything about it. I thought like, okay, you have sex like a few times a month and you get pregnant. Well, that's not how it works, obviously, but it does for some people, but for me, it did not. So it's been maybe like six months or so, and I have a doctor's appointment with my OB. And she asks if we're trying to get pregnant, and I tell her yes, and that it's not working. And she's like, okay, well, why don't we do all these steps to see what's going on just to make sure everything's fine? And so a lot of people don't do this, but if you are going to start trying, I would recommend doing it. So... I get all the genetic testing done for Foxy and I, Foxy, they test Foxy's sperm. They do all my blood work. Genetic testing or you got your hormone testing? No, I got mine. And then they did all the genetic testing for he and I to make sure we weren't carriers of anything. Got it, got it, got it. That would um, interact. Yes. Got it. Because in that case, we would definitely need to go down the IVF route. Yep. Um, And so I go and get, and I remember this day like so vividly. So I go and get my blood work done with Gene Blake, who is... Uh, a great friend of the works and delivered Sarah's babies. And I go and get my blood work done with her. And then I'm going to meet her to review it. And so I'm like super excited. It's all going to be great. She's going to tell me like, this is what you need to do to get pregnant. And I go in and this was like maybe April, last April, I think. So I go in and we go into her office and she's like, everything's okay, but your numbers aren't great. Like your AMH is really low. She's spitting off all this stuff to me. And I'm sitting there like, I have no idea what this means, but Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to get pregnant. This is terrible. She tells me it's okay. Like keep trying, but you might want to talk to your doctor. So I talked to my doctor and my doctor says, no, you're, you're on the lower end of it. Like, and so your AMH is how many eggs you have. Mm -hmm. If anyone doesn't know that, because I did not know that. Um, like definitely like explain for the listeners. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the some, listeners and some things I still don't understand. I wish that I had known prior to all this, but so my AMH is low. So I'm like, Oh great. I don't have any eggs. So I go back to my doctor and she runs some more tests and she's like, everything's fine. Just keep trying. So I'm like, okay. So I'm going to acupuncture, um, with Lisa, who I adore so much And we're working on it, but I wasn't like fully committed. So I would go maybe like once a month or, you know, and I just still wasn't getting pregnant, still wasn't getting pregnant. And so every month that went by, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm still not pregnant. I'm finally like kind of tracking my um, ovulation. I'm doing the strips and I start to realize, oh, okay, I'm not ovulating. The strips, the lines are never dark. So here's one thing to just interrupt Carter, but most, uh, I would not most, but like, I would say, well, most, maybe the majority of people you, you're on a 28-day cycle, right. which is like from the time you, your first day of your period to when you start your period again. And so the majority-ish of people ovulate about day 14. And so, but there's other people that ovulate super early and people that ovulate really late. And so a lot of people miss it. Exactly. Yes. Um, I'm sure I'm teaching you a lesson because you probably know nothing, Lindsay. Literally. 
So, and like Sarah has been super helpful through the process, but also a little aggressive. No, 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 no. And ve- I mean, we're, we're, and very informative. So if you have any questions, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, doc- sure I'm a doctor. Dr. I'm sure Google. she's there to help mm-hmm. you. So the lines weren't getting dark and I realized I wasn't ovulating and I call the doctor again. And my doctor is Natalie Gregory, and she also is Sarah's doctor. A lot of people, um, a lot of friends' doctors. She is so amazing. I adore her. She's super calm and never panicked with me and was like, you're fine, you're fine. So I call her, and I can remember I was sitting in the closet at the downtown studio in the back on the phone with her. Like, this is at, this is before we even had the cycle studio. This is in the yoga studio. And she says, you don't need to... Get you don't need to do IVF. If you don't want to do IVF right now, you can keep trying. But like, if you just want to go, like I know you want to go, you're more than welcome to try IVF and I can connect you with coastal fertility. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I should go see them to at least get in with them. And she was like, but you don't, I'm not telling you, you need to do it. So she was not pushy towards it, but they do like the doctor, if there is anything wrong, they kind of just send you to, um, the fertility clinic. And so I go to the fertility clinic and they're like, oh, you definitely are ovulating. That's not right, which is confusing because I wasn't, but it's confusing because they say if you have a period that you are ovulating, but there is such thing. Yes. Doctor. And ovulation is a very real thing, which is confusing to me that they would tell you that because, and they were like. And this I'm not is, saying anything wrong. I mean, coastal fertility gave me all three of my children. Right. So and I'm not saying anything wrong about nothing them. Nothing wrong to them either. Like they're doing what they're trained in and their knowledge, but I clearly wasn't ovulating. So I go there and I'm like leaving. I, I remember I was leaving, driving to Polly's Island and I'm like, oh my gosh, what? It, how is this like, where like, how is this where I am right now? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it just like drops you, you know, s- straight in. So I'm driving and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have a good weekend. And if we have to do this, we have to do this. It's fine. And Foxy's like so supportive. And he said, we'll do whatever we need to do. So we're like saving our money, getting ready to do IVF. And I go back to meet with them. And when I left, I was like, I don't think I need to do IVF. I just like had this gut feeling and I had like a thousand conversations with you about it. I just had this gut feeling and nothing against IVF, but I have unexplained infertility. There's not like a reason that my body cannot do it. I'm just not ovulating, but I know that my body can get there. I was also not eating as much last year because I was under so much stress with opening the studio. There was a lot of things going on. We moved. It was like not the year to have a baby. Mm -hmm. So where are we now? Okay. Now we're like maybe in the fall, last fall. And I remember I went to, um, it was Foxy's birthday. We had this like big day downtown. We went to all these places, had drinks, like moseyed our way around downtown, had the best day. And then we go to 167 Sushi and we're sitting at the bar. We're having such fun dinner. It's like five o'clock because you know how we roll. And we're talking about how like, I think this time is it. I think I'm pregnant. And then I go to the bathroom and I start my period. Mm, it's just like, and I was just, like, it gives you just gave me chills. <laughs> I'm like, not again. Yeah. So we said, okay, fuck this. We're going to enjoy the holidays, which we did. <laughs> Christmas Cardi is a treat, y'all. Oh my, y'all. I mean, some days she we're touching go. a rizzle. <laughs> we had a very good time. But I think that it was like God being like, you have a good time. And then. I don't know. 
God's going to claim that. <laughs> yeah, God's gonna, not going to claim yeah, that. He's not, he's not doing an ad for the that's podcast. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> but I, it was maybe in November, I was talking to my friend and she had a lot of fertility issues as well. Um, she's a bit older, a little bit older than me. Not a bit older. Not a bit older. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> but she has children all as well now. And I was telling her the situation and I was like, I'm just going to do IVF. And she was like, I mean, it's me, Foxy, her husband, my other friend and her, and we're sitting around like they're fired, drinking wine, having the fun that we were having in November and December. And we're like all crying. And she's like, don't just don't do it. Just, I have this lady. And I was like, no, I love my acupuncturist, like Lisa and Lisa. I love you so much. Yeah. She's this, has been, this has been like my hardest thing, it like, take, but it takes a village, man. It takes a village. So she's like, just try her. And I was like, okay. But I was like, no, cause I'm like so loyal to my people. I was like, I'm not trying her acupuncturist. And then in December at my Christmas party again, I was like, okay, I'm just doing IVF. And she was like, please just go try my girl. And I was like, okay, fine. I will go try your girl. So I went to Audrey, who is amazing. And if you're having any, and so Lisa's amazing too, but she doesn't take new clients. So if you're having any fertility issues, please message me so I can connect you with Audrey. I've already connected two people and it makes me feel like just amazing to be able to do that because what she did for me was help learn my cycle. And that's what the doctor, they just, I mean, they don't, it's nothing bad to the doctor's office, but they just don't have time. So she, um, we realized that I was ovulating really late and I maybe wasn't ovulating for a while, but that I was ovulating really late and, um, that my luteal phase, mm-hmm. which is the time between doctor, do you want me to explain? Yeah. Explain it. Cause I know this. Cause one. you are now a doctor yourself <laughs> is the time between when you ovulate and when your period starts. So mine was really short. So even if we did make a baby, mm-hmm. Um, the baby wouldn't have been able to stick for lack of medical terms. So we had to fix that. So she said, okay, get on, you need to ask your doctor if you can get on progesterone. Cause that's what you're lacking. I told you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cause Sarah's Sorry. like, I told you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I call my doctor and she's like, of course, whatever you want, throw everything at the wall. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to Audrey. I'm doing these crazy herbs that come from New York that they make specially for you. It looks like mud water. Mm. You have to drink them in the morning and at night. You cannot miss one. So like I was crazy about it, but I was still having my fun months. You did miss one. I missed one. And I remember. You were like, I missed one of my waters. (laughs) My herbs. I'm like, you're you're okay. I went to, I mean, I went to Audrey twice a week and I did the um, herbs. And so everything was getting good. And I think a lot of it for me was being able to go have that hour without my phone, without anything. There's no distraction. She make, you have to lay on a table. I'm like, the first time I'm like, can I text? And she's like, are you crazy? Sit there. Yeah. And she said, sit there and envision your baby. And I'm like, oh my God, Audrey, envision your baby, talk to your baby. Maybe when you leave, you go buy a onesie. I don't know. You have to believe it. Yeah. And so just sit there and like, you kind of like meditate for an hour, I would end up passing out like in the second half of it, which was always awesome. And I think a lot of that helped calm my body too. So the acupuncture, the herbs, the progesterone, just throwing everything at the wall, um, has clearly worked for me because now I am pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve. We're having a baby. 
All right, y'all, I wanna take a minute to talk about one of our favorite local jewelry brands, owned by two works girls themselves, Hart and Curry. Hart started her jewelry line in 2016 with the mission to make soul-boosting, joyful, and amazing quality jewelry at attainable prices. So I met Hart right when I moved back to Charleston and have fallen in love with her and her jewelry, and her sister Curry is amazing. So the girls behind this company are the real deal. Hart believes that jewelry is a tool for self-transformation and manifestation. Their pieces are wearable reminders to help you call in your dreams, let go of bullshit, or honor something from your past. You know we love that. Sarah and I both rock the charm bracelets, which we adore. You've probably spotted the works ladies, teachers, clients, everyone wearing the charm necklaces and bracelets to class. You can shop their website or visit their studio at 650 King Street, right next to the Daily. While you're at the Daily, you can mention the works for 10% off. Pop by their store Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. or online is always open, hearthagerty.com. It gets better, I know, I can't believe it either. They are offering a discount for our listeners. You know that jewelry never goes on sale, but they're doing it just for you. Hit up their website while the offer is still on the table. Shop Heart and mention The Works for 10% off. All right, so we got, we're doing all this acupuncture. What else did y'all try, do, anything? Okay, and if you're trying and you're having a hard time, or if you're not having a hard time and you're just trying and you're Googling, believe me, I've Googled it too. So we did everything. I was eating certain things. We would put our legs up the wall. We Done would that. do, you know, every anything that they said to do, I would do. I would sit there for 30 minutes. Um, we found these at-home IUIs online called Mosey Baby, which has been very successful for people. Foxy's probably like literally cringing right he now. He doesn't have to listen to this. True. <laughs> but let me tell you, after you're trying to have a baby for two years, yeah. it's really not well, fun to try to have a baby. that's something to talk about too, because of yeah. course it's another taboo su- subject. Like, you know, there's a difference between like making love and having sex to have a baby. Right. And... It's like, it's stressful. I mean, I remember after we lost Grace, before we started doing fertility, because we know my issue wasn't like getting pregnant, I wanted to get pregnant on my first cycle. And I was like, I remember John coming in and I'm like sitting there and I'm like, hey. And he's like, <laughs> I swear if you talk about sex one more time. And I was like, I wish I could do this by myself as well. <laughs> Believe me. Okay? Believe like, me. I promise you. The last thing I want to do is try to make this thing right. Work. So I think that the Mosey Baby, shout out to Mosey Baby. Yeah, do you, would you like to sponsor the Seriously, podcast? Seriously, Mosey Baby. <laughs> like, I think there's no shame around anything that you try because if that's going to work for you, then that's fine that you maybe didn't actually have sex to have your baby. You know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Do whatever works for you. And there are a lot of crazy things out there, but I think that, and if you're like, oh, my husband and I, like, we're not having a good sex life because we're trying to have a baby. Like, it's okay. You have other time to deal with that. It's not, like, fun. Yeah. Someone was like, do you know the day that y'all got pregnant? And I was like, yeah. We were screaming at each other, and I was, like, annoyed and done. Yeah. I know the moment, in fact. (laughs) Actually, I really do know the moment. (laughs) I was in a room. There was about three hands inside of me, and... And John was just sitting there, like, what? John's just sitting there, like, here we go again. Actually, John wasn't even there when I got pregnant with the twins. I had a friend drop me off, and a friend picked me up. Got pregnant. Because I was so done. (laughs) So done. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, like, I don't... I mean, I feel like there's so much shame around trying to get pregnant, and during the entire process, 
I was really open about it at the studio, which I, which I would not have been like two years ago or three years ago, but having found this platform through teaching and being able to help others, I've connected with so many women going through the same thing. Actually, one of them who was going through IVF and she then got pregnant naturally. Um, I mean, it's just like, and we've been going through it together. It's so awesome to find people like that through open, being Mm -hmm. open and sharing it. And I think people are like embarrassed if they're having a hard time getting pregnant and people are so tone deaf. So I know they don't mean to be (laughs) Sarah's laughing because it drives me, but it's like, not everybody has sex one time and gets pregnant. So Mm -hmm. remember that. And like, not everybody has this super easy pregnancy. Maybe not everybody wants to talk about it. It's, and I know it's hard if you're not going through it, but like, just remember to be kind to people. Like I literally would not ask someone if they were pregnant unless they were crowning. Yeah. I'd be like, you know. And you have been a really good secret holder. I would be like, oh, you look like you haven't shaved in a while. They'd be like, oh, I'm actually pushing a baby out of my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think there's like a stigma around it. It's like. I I think what's hard too is like, because I was the age that you are is the age that I was when I was going through all this. And mine was coupled with like a lot of grief and mysteries of my body being unfolded or whatever. But all your friends are having babies too. Yes. And it's not, it's not their fault. Like they love you and you love them, but it's like, and you're happy for them, but you're also like kind of brokenhearted for yourself. Right. And so it's just like, you're like, damn. Yeah. I can, I mean, remember when I was hosting like 900 baby showers, I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? But like, I love my friends and I'm happy for them, but it is people you don't really understand unless you go through it. And I, I hate, I don't mean to sound like whatever for saying this, but I feel like in my life I have been extremely blessed and this was like my hard, my really hard thing mm-hmm. so far. Like I haven't had, I haven't like gone through anything that's just like so traumatic. I mean, obviously, you know, normal things, but this has definitely been the hardest thing. And I think that coming out on the other side now, I'm like, I mean, let's be honest. When I first found out I was pregnant and told Foxy, then told you <laughs> and within five minutes. And I told no one. Then called daycare. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> not really. She's not. <laughs> but I was so scared. And just this week I've been able to be a little less scared about it, but it's cause I worked so hard for it. Like I stopped working out so much. I was eating whatever they told me, you know, I was just working so hard for yeah. it at the very end with Audrey who did the acupuncture that I was like, Oh, is this going to get taken away? Is this going to get taken away? But now I'm kind of like, when you're on the other side, you're, I don't even remember that like crazy stress and like pain from last year. Totally. I'm like, nope. Oh. That's how I feel. I mean, and I think I say it a lot and I have women reach out to me a lot that are going through fertility or that have had loss. And like, I think, you know, without my experiences, I wouldn't have my three kids. Like, exactly. You know, and it's like, I would never, I mean, my my mom had one miscarriage before me and she's, she told me about it. Like, I didn't even know what that really meant when she told me about it. I was so young, but she's like, without that, I wouldn't have you. You know, it's like, and I talk to women too. And I mean, clearly everyone's experience is different. So I'm not taking away, but like, when I, when you look at your kids that are in your home, you're not like, gosh, I wish I would have had that kid that I had the miscarriage with. Right. And not that, not to be insensitive because yes, it's painful and there's, it's sad or, you know, whatever, but like. This- but fortunately it's becoming more common, but I have a friend recently that had a miscarriage and she was like really shameful about telling me that. And I was like, there's nothing to be like. I know because it's like, well, and this is kind of like what we talked about last week on the podcast when Lindsay and I spoke, it's like we're just supposed to be everything. Right. Right. We're supposed to like be fit and great and everything's fine and da 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 da. And we're constantly stepping on top of these ladders and we're achieving all this shit. But like, 
we got to like support each other. And I think like, if you don't, if anyone ever said to me like, oh, I'm going through fertility, I wouldn't be like, don't tell anyone that. Totally. But like, I have told some people like we're, cause people will ask if, are you going to have a baby? Like, yes, we're going to have a baby. Yeah. We're trying. But I mean, and it's nice when people ask, they're well, just, you got to think like, I used to not even think twice about it. Right. I, went through it. I was like, when are you going to get pregnant girl? True. Not even thinking like True. that bitch has been trying to get pregnant for five fucking years. Right. Right. People you know? are just excited for you. They want you to, but when I've told people like, oh, we're trying, but we're having like a really hard time. It, there's been people who've been like, they don't know what to say. So this is what I've learned about other people's discomfort is it's not your business and it's not your problem. Right. Like I would like, I was so shameful and hid and would, you know, not talk about things for a while. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, like you think you're uncomfortable. Think how I'm I fucking, feel. I'm doing at home IUI. I'm fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm mosey babying yeah. every night. <laughs> right. And, and I think we're all part of each other's stories and it's like, it's, it's people need to hear what's real. Totally. So 100%. I can, I mean, it, it is just like so crazy when I think back to the past like year and a half, two years of all the times where I was like, this is it, this is it. But last month or two months ago or three, whatever, whenever I found out February, I was like, okay, I know this is it this time. I literally know this is it. I can feel it 100%. This is it. I'm not even scared. I know it too. Yeah. It's like, we She's just like, knew I'm it. having these little cramps. I'm like, those are called implantation cramps. Yeah, I just, She's like, I'm having a little bit of it. I'm like, that's really good. It was <laughs> Saturday of Rock the Block. We went to Rock the Block and then we went and we had a bonfire on the beach on Sullivan's with some friends. And I was like, oh, well, I think I'm just going to kind of do what I want tonight and yeah. enjoy myself. Because I know that I'm pregnant, yeah. Which was ba- maybe not recommended no, not and bad. bad, but you know, I did it because I was like, if not, then I'm not. And the next day, I woke up and I was like, Audrey, I'm gonna take an early pregnancy test. And she was like, Okay, yeah, do it. And then I was. So I know she's like, I, if anyone is trying and they're sitting here like, Okay, what do I take away from this? Like, how do I? I truly believe in the power of. Well, I mean, a lot of it is in your body. If your body's stressed, your body can't do things. You have to like, last year, my body could not do anything but work. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I'm so grateful to be able to like, for us to have opened the cycle studio and me not have been pregnant last year. So mm-hmm. everything happens as it should. But I I truly believe in this, in Audrey and the acupuncture, like it worked for me. It has worked for other people. Yeah, it's, it's Chinese medicine. It's ancient. Yes. It works. And what I love about her is she's not like, okay, you don't need to go do any of this stuff with the doctor. She's like, call the doctor, ask for progesterone and ask for Clomid. So I took Clomid as well with this cycle. And I had taken, I forgot that whole part of the story, but I had taken Fumero, which is like another brand of Clomid. Will you explain what that is? Yes. Okay. So Clomid and Fumera put your body into ovulation. They like spit eggs out. Because yeah. I got pregnant on Clomid once too. With my that second pregnancy had to terminate. Which is another thing that like a million people take. And oh, people yeah. are like, is that a Clomid baby? It's like. What? No, it's not a. Do I people mean, say that? No, but I've like heard that or heard that about like when people have twins. They're like, oh, do you think those are Clomid babies? It's like, no, they're just babies. Yeah. Like not everybody. Some people's body needs a little push. Like don't you sometimes need a little push? A little nudge. Yeah. You like your coffee in the morning. It's a yeah, push. A little nudge. So this, yeah, this cycle, I totally forgot that. So I did the Femera like last year in March or no, April, June, July, whatever, some month in the spring. It didn't work. I still didn't ovulate. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I did three rounds of it and it wasn't working. And I was just kind of like gutted and done. So I just stopped taking it because you're not supposed to take it for more than five rounds. And then in January, Audrey was like, 
if you're going to do the progesterone, just throw the clomid in there too, because you're ovulating, but like, why not? Yeah. And I was like, supercharge it. Okay. Dr. Gregory, I need some clomid too. And mm. she was like, I, you know, so that's what I love about Audrey is that she's not only, she's not one or the other. Like mm-hmm. she believes in Chinese medicine and she knows that sometimes you need a little push. And so if you can stay committed, learn your cycle early on, like that's, and learn how to even get pregnant if you're having any issues. Or maybe you just want to know like how the body works. And I feel really calm going into this pregnancy and childbirth knowing what I know now. Mm-hmm. So if so for our listeners that are kind of experiencing what you're experiencing or if some a friend passed this on, like, like advice-ish, like what's your advice? I mean, it's like we're saying when people are like, calm down. Yeah. Like all you, I could give you all the advice in the world, but you have to do what's right for you. And it's really hard to take other people's advice because I mean, like, I think, sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm really good at it. But I think what I admired about you when you were going through this Carter, and I mean, I think you're pretty honest with me. Like you keep a good face from like everybody else, but like, Oh no, I call Sarah like bawling. You were down, but like you always, you were like, okay. And I see this other good in my life. And like, you're really good at pivoting. And I think that, you know, you just said you had a goal in mind and you were like, I'm not going to give up on this goal. Like I will take 17 different airplanes and highways to get here, but I'm going to get here. Right. And that was like the one thing that my doctor said to me when I went to fertility, he was like, the name of this game is persistence. And I said, you met your girl. Yeah. Cause like I'm going to have a fucking baby. Yes. (laughs) You know? And like trusting your gut. Like if you, if you think that someone's telling you this is how you need to have your baby or I mean, in your life, you can apply this to anything, but I think I'm really proud that I trusted my gut and was like, it's not time to do the IVF. Mm-hmm. Like you're not there yet. Just, and I, cause so many days I was like emailing with them, but every time I would get the bill or I'd get the estimate and I'll be like, oh, I just can't pull the trigger. You know, it's just like, yeah. I just couldn't do it. And, and I just remember like having this moment in a, uh, one, like either your class or some class and was like, okay, it's not time to do it. Just just keep trying, just keep trying even. And you just have to stay with it and try like anything. Like, don't be ashamed to try some weird thing that you read online that will work to have a baby because it might work for you. And I've tried it all. So if you're embarrassed, you can chat with me. Yeah. I mean, I went, we went on a trip in January because everyone's like, go on a trip, relax. And I was like, oh, we definitely must've gotten pregnant on that trip, but we didn't. And that's okay. And then we did the next month. So just keep trying and try, like Sarah said, like to remain grateful for what you do have, because you're going to have a baby one day if you want a baby. Yeah. No, no. I mean, there's a million different ways to do it. Right. I was like, I will have a child mm-hmm. and you know, even you, if I have to steal one, right. I mean, I sometimes record. think about stealing Sarah's. <laughs> you can have Van. <laughs> <laughs> and like, once you do get pregnant, you know, I wanted it so bad, so bad. And then, and don't believe me, I'm so grateful. I want we it. Know. God is not going to take this baby from you. <laughs> She's like, I can't complain. I'm like, yes, you can. But I, I complain get, about my kids all the time. <laughs> I get pregnant and the next day I'm kind of like, whoa, you know, your life is really going to change mm-hmm. fast. Like your, my whole life has changed already, you know, in three months. So just be ready. Mm-hmm. And I think like to talk about this too, not that Foxy's here or John's here to talk about it, but I think it's I know when I was going through it myself, like I was so emotional and he was going through his own experience. And just to like, remember that you're still like these two people that are just like, even though like I was the one that was like, I want to be pregnant, I want to be pregnant. You know, John was still like, wanted to have a baby too. So it's right. like being sensitive to each other and not. Which is very 
hard. Yeah, very hard, especially because it's your body. Yeah. And it's it's like every little thing would just, I can remember like any little thing would just piss me off. And then it was like, oh, well, we don't have a baby and we can't get pregnant. So everything's terrible. So our relationship, you know, like it mm-hmm. don't let yourself spiral. But I can say all these things, like I said, and it's hard to put them into practice. I have a lot of trouble with like listening to other people's advice and you just kind of have to go through it yourself. But you will have a baby if you want a baby. Mm-hmm. And I mean... I kind of feel grateful for the process now. Yeah. I mean, like, I, w- I feel resilient. Well, it's like what you said in your class the other day about that study. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And I was talking about that today. Like I listened to a podcast, they did this study and they asked a bunch of people who had really traumatic things happen to them. Like one woman, I mean, this is so sad, but just to give you the degree of what it was, like one woman watched her child, um, die and then another person like laws all these like horrific stories and that would just bring you to tears and they did a study and they asked all of the people that went through these experiences would you change it would you take it back if you could and so you think like well of course if you could like of course if you could have grace back you would but would you change it because then you wouldn't have Mm -hmm. your three children now and they all said they would not change their experiences because it made them who they are now so I think I mean, I truly feel that way. And I'm like, I'm so proud of this baby now, you know? Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I love Shim. <laughs> oh, yeah. One thing that Carter's doing that's really pissing me off, she's not going to find out the sex of her baby. Nope. What are you most excited about, about being a mom? Hmm. Getting I to mean, re- relax with your baby? To relax. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be relaxing, right? No, I... It is relaxed. I mean, it's it's hard, but it's... When they're little too, it's, it's sweet. I mean, there's just so much... There is sweet. Like, I remember holding Waylon and in my rocker, like... And he was just like, he was just like in these little super soft little PJs and he was just like sweet and they smell good. And he's so sweet still. And I he's just like a stinky smelling boy now. Like I just hugged him and I was like, Ooh, I just told Waylon before this podcast that I was having a baby and he just looked at me and smiled and smiled. And then I said, okay, well, what do you think Waylon? And he said, Carter, I think that's amazing. He's he so is, sweet. And he's a lamb. So I, I think I'm most excited about being able, well, you know, you can only guide your children as much as you can, but I think, you know, seeing what this person grows up to be like and how your influences influence them. And I also feel super great. I've felt super grateful for my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. More so every year as you get older, as people do. But I think that I'll have like a total new appreciation for them. Totally. Not that I don't appreciate them. No, totally. Well, it's just a different perspective. Like you're now you're in the inside. Right. You know, it's like, I mean, being a mother is a very thankless job. I totally. Mean, you know, it's like my kids literally wake up every morning to like, YouTube. Right. Snacks. And I'm like, ah! stop. I just, I like have my sound machine going. All of a sudden my heart starts racing, right. you know? Um, but it's like. It I, makes you, it makes more sense probably why you're more parents. complete. And I know there's tons of people that are like, never want to have kids and they feel great and feel complete. And I think that's absolutely awesome. amazing. But I knew in my life, like I wanted to have a house full of people. You got it. Cause you know, I love me some people <laughs> <laughs> all piled up in her bed. Yep. <laughs> We're all just relaxing. Um, well, Cardi, thank you. We're so excited. Thank can, can, you. We, can you say how far along you are when your baby's due or I'm 12 weeks. My baby is due November 6th. Our baby, our baby <laughs> art. So, you know, I haven't been feeling too bad. I've just been wanting a lot of snacks. I feel really grateful not to feel too bad. I feel like that was maybe my like gift. 
a little bit of a gift. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've been just so tired, but that's fine. You yeah. know, we do what we do. I definitely feel better when I exercise and I feel grateful that that's part of my job. Yeah. For so sure. Let's talk about that just really quick before we hop off. So talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on exercise so far. Being pregnant. Yeah. I have found that in the, you know, in these past three months that I really only feel better in the morning after I exercise and I haven't, I mean, I've gotten like a little bit more winded, but I think it also keeps your mind mm-hmm. where it, for me, at least where it needs to be. And I was a little bit hesitant to go into the hot yoga room the first few weeks because one person's telling me like, you don't need to do that because you need the yin and you don't have the yin. Mm-hmm. But then my doctor is telling me, you've been doing that forever. You are fine to go in that hot room, go all you want. And last week when I went to the doctor, I was like, okay, can I go in the hot room? And she's like, I have told you from the beginning, you Mm -hmm. could be in the hot room. And she was like, you need it. Mm -hmm. So I finally went back into the yoga room and feel so much better. It's like your time with you. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And I think too, like Carter said at the beginning, like we're not doctors. When people ask me or us or email, like I'm pregnant, what do I do? I'm like, first talk to your doctor. Yes. Second, like I practiced the whole time I was pregnant, clearly. Right. But, um... You have to listen to your body. Totally. And and everyone know. is different. Like, and I don't know. I, I've read a lot of stuff that spin is good. Um, you have a ton of pregnant people. We have a ton of, the other day we had like five pregnant people in class. We have a lot of pregnant people and a lot of people that are pregnant. I'm obviously not like huge pregnant yet, but they say that it's something that they can do and that they feel good. And you can sit. You can sit the whole time, right? And I have a friend who just delivered and she had been doing spin the whole time. And she had a really easy delivery and easy recovery, not saying that you will if you exercise, but I think if you do yoga, spin, walking, whatever, something active, I I think that definitely well, it's just, surely I mean, you're makes, still a person, right? You still have like your brain. Right, and you still need to work that. Yeah. I also think like if you're trying to get pregnant or if you're in the early stages of preg- pregnancy, I need to shout out our team because during this phase of trying they have all been so supportive. Like, let me ride for you. Cause the doctor said, don't work out as much. And it's like, this is what we do for a living, but also we need to protect our bodies too. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing like nobody knowing you're pregnant and starting to look like you're pregnant. Right. That's you're how like, here I am. So <laughs> that is how I felt everyone for the past three months. Like yeah. I can see people kind of looking at me and I'm like, listen, yeah, maybe I just didn't want abs anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean. but yeah, that's something too. Like you're, and I don't think people talk about this in early pregnancy. None of my friends have ever mentioned it, but like your body changing, it's okay. Or I think it's okay to be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, None, yeah. of my, none of my clothes fit. I look in the mirror. I'm like, who is that? Like, yes, I'm so grateful. But like, it is a little weird to watch you just slowly like get fluffy. Mm-hmm. And that's... You're a floof. I'm a fl- Okay. <laughs> Our new word. Floof. <laughs> She's a floof. You are not a floof, but you know what I mean? Like, no. I think it's... Yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's just, you know, none of your clothes. Like, it's just... I, I go back to this and I, I, I believe it's hard for everyone, but we literally dance around naked, basically. I know. And, and they're like, and spin this and da, 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 da. And then you're like rapidly growing and you're, you're almost like, you know what? Let's just eat cheeseburgers. I know. Let's like, all meet at Melvin's. I love a drive through right now. Every time I go to the doctor, it's conveniently by, it's East Cooper. It's conveniently by um, Chick-fil-A. I'm like, today's the day. I get the Chick-fil-A. Mm, <laughs> so good. So good. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Clearly, Carter and I are both here to support you. If you have any questions, I know I hear from you guys a lot um, that are several of you that have reached out over the years. But as always, we're here. Carter is here now as well. I brought her into my club. Um, Rate us, review us. Please share this with your friends that are going through this because it really does take a community and a collective to get through this kind of stuff. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.